Yo. Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey, hey, it's your girl, Autumn Miles. How are you guys doing out there today? I got like a hug from Jesus for you today on my show. Listen, it's going to be encouraging. I feel like there's some people out there that just needs like a verbal hug from the Lord. Who doesn't? Who doesn't these days? My goodness. Turn on the news. Want to cry. We're going to be doing that verbal hug here in just a minute. I want to say thank you so much for tuning in. As you know, or you hopefully you do, this is um, our four year anniversary week slash birthday. And I want to say thank you guys for being so faithful. If the show has touched you over the past four years, please go to our website and just donate. Um, just a little something. You can go to autumnmiles.com and um, you can donate. Uh, hit the hit the give tab and you can donate uh, reoccurring or one time. And we would be so incredibly honored if you do. I want to also tell you this today. I don't I don't really publicize this a lot, but we are starting our society groups up. Uh, these this is the small group side of our ministry, and we have hosts from all across the country that have said yes. I want to lead uh, one of these society groups in my home. What we are asking of you, you can go to, um, you can actually send us an email, hello at autumnmiles.com if you're interested in hosting one of these groups. Just just the power of the Lord shows up in these groups. They're predominantly women groups and women come together and they listen to a word from the Lord and, and there's questions and stuff like that that they go over after the group. We do these once a month. And um, we would really love if you are interested in being involved in the ministry in a greater scale on a deeper level, uh, just to email us and say that you are interested in leading a group. Okay. Uh, This has been an amazing part of our ministry. One that I am incredibly grateful for. Thank you guys for your support over the years. I said earlier that this show is going to be like a giant Jesus hug and, and, you know, we do, we, we did a show uh, this week on demons. And so now we're going to switch to the other side, uh, just of the, the love of the cross. And listen, uh, this is something, this message should never get old to you. Um, this is something that is very real, very tangible. Um, I, I want to tell you this though. I feel like so often we get to a place where we want, we have such a deep desire, um, to please people. Uh, we might not be walking around like as a butler, you know, and saying, can I get you something? Can I do something for you? Maybe you do. Maybe some people might do that. Uh, you know, can I get you something to drink? You know, can I, can I help you in some way? Um, we, but you might not be walking around to do that, but deep down you have a huge, deep, deep desire to please people, to please your parents, to please someone in authority over you. We want them to notice who we are and we want them to love us. I don't know a lot of people who are content going to work when their boss hates them. I mean, who wants that? We're looking at, at our jobs and um, in our marriages and, you know, as moms, we, we love it when our whoever that is that we're seeking approval from comes to us and says, thank you. 
my daughter went to her um, eighth grade dance this weekend. Can you believe that, Dan? She's 14. I know. I had like six rules. Don't talk to boys. Don't look at boys. Don't stand by boys. Don't sit by boys. Don't let them get you some punch. How long are you going to keep that up until she's about 30? (laughs) I don't know. You know, I always made fun of my parents for saying this stuff to me, but it's like a real thing. It's a real thing. She went to have um, pictures with her friends, and they were beautiful. Her friends are just so, they just, they're just salt of the earth kids, love them so much. But she stood by this boy, and he was so cute. Oh, my gosh. Such, so darling. But their hands were a little too close to each other. (laughs) And when she got home, I was like, that boy was, he is cute. Do you like him? And she's like, actually, I thought he looked really nice. And I'm like, no, 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 don't talk to boys. Don't, whatever. Anyway, rabbit trail. Here I go. We we get up early on Saturday morning. We go get her nails done. We go get her little eyebrows waxed. She's going to hate me for saying this, but this is just real life talk of a teenage mom. Um, you know, we go and we make sure that she has all the little things that she needs. We do her hair. We do her makeup. We do all this stuff for her. She looks absolutely beautiful. And I send her off. It's so funny how I'm so vitally important in the car. And then we get to the friend's house and I step out of the car and my importance drops like 500, you know, degrees. Anyway, she goes, she has a good time. She comes back and Sunday she comes in and she's like, mom, you are the best mom ever. Thank you so much for sacrificing your Saturday and for taking care of me. And, um, you know, as a mom, a lot of times it's a thankless job, especially when you're parenting a teenager. But for her to come in and just say, wow, thank you, mom. You have been, you know, so incredible to me or whatever. That's something that that I, I, I absolutely love. I don't work for it, but it's nice to hear it. But a lot of us, you know, we're working for that. That is something that we want. We want to please people on a regular basis. I remember when um, you guys know the story, if you if you're if you're listeners of a long time to the show, when I got divorced and kicked out of the church for years, I was driven by this. I'm going to show them who I'm actually am. I want that church who kicked me out, you know, back in 2002. I want them to see who they kicked out. This is who I actually am. And I'm going to work for their approval. And you know what? They never knew I was working for their approval for years. They never knew it. It was just some weird voice in me that thought if I accomplish X, Y, Z, they'll say, oh, wow, she was a good person all along. Why did we kick her out? And sometimes we work, we just work for approval of people that don't even know that we want their approval, that don't even know that we are like hanging on their every um, um, uh, compliment and, 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 you know, add a girl and add a boy and stuff. They don't even know that we're putting so much pressure on them. My husband will tell you that he's one of these um you know he he's the nicest guy on the planet i mean the not like literally the nicest person on the planet um but he he has struggled with this his whole life and if he was right here he i'm i'm free to share because he's he shared it so many times but what you need to know today is that you already have it and i just feel god telling you through these airways and through this passage that i'm getting ready to get to you already have the approval of the Lord. I feel and can just hear the spirits telling me, stop striving. You're exhausted, aren't you? 
because that person is not responding the way you want them to respond. You took extra time and got them that special birthday cake and they didn't really say thank you as my, the way you wanted them to. You went out of your way for that person and they really didn't even acknowledge that you did it. I want you to say today that the approval that you are seeking from them, you already have from the Lord. I want you to sit in that for a moment. Those of you that are people pleasing people, you already have what you desperately are searching for and you are striving so hard. And you already have it. You already have it. I want to go to Matthew 3 and I want you to read just these three, just these few precious verses about the baptism of Jesus. And here it says right here, Matthew 3, 13. Then Jesus arrived from Galilee at the Jordan, coming to John. John was his cousin to be baptized by him. But John tried to prevent him saying, I have need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? He's asking Jesus. But Jesus answering said to him, permit it at this time. For in this way, it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he permitted him. So John baptizes Jesus. After being baptized, Jesus came immediately from the water and behold, the heavens were open. What a sight. The heavens were open and he saw the spirit of God descending as a dove and light, light, lighting on him. And behold, a voice out of the heavens said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. I love this scene. I know it's been preached seven ways to Sunday, but I love this scene. Sometimes I don't think we we internalize the scene um, in Scripture. God is saying uh, two things. Number one, this. He is so proud of his boy, Jesus. This. I want you all to know I am making a complete spectacle. Uh, uh, when it says here, um, the heavens were opened and he saw the spirit of God descending as a dove and lighting on him. Jesus is so intentional here about looking at his uh, God is so intentional here about looking at his son and saying this, this, this is my beloved son. That's the first thing he said. And the second son, he said this, in whom I am well pleased. He answered these two questions. Do you love me? How many times do we sit around and we wonder, you know, does this person even like me, much less love me? Um, do you love me? And the second thing he answered, are you proud of me? Do you love me? Are you proud of me? Now, let me remind you that this was before Jesus did anything. Really, this is the very beginning of his of his uh, ministry. This he had not, you know, gone to the cross yet. That was three years in the future. This is when he uh, the inception of his ministry before he did 
before this is a point that you people believers out there need to hear before he did anything for God ministry wise God made it a point to say this is my son and I am well pleased no Jesus did not have to work to earn the pleasure of God he already had it before he did anything this is my those of you moms and, and dads out there, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely, I'll use my kids because I got pfft, lots of them. Um, Moses was at a basketball, actually, he just finished his basketball career, not career. No, he's just starting his career season. He just finished his season and he made like, I think one, one game, he made like five baskets, which for four years old. That's pretty amazing. I was like, whoa, check him out over there. Um, but I could not shout. Okay, I know I do. I get it. He's four. He's almost five. He's he's actually he's he's about to turn five. But I could not yell him down from the stage enough. That's my boy. That's my boy. You know, he barely even knows what he's doing. <laughs> he certainly doesn't know how to dribble. He's you know he he picks up the ball and he he walks it ten yards and the poor ref. Uh, could you imagine Dan refereeing a four year old game? I mean, oh my goodness, it was it was a sight to behold. But the ref will look at him and say, "No, you have to dribble," and he does the hand motion. You have to dribble the ball. But to me, it did not matter. It didn't matter if he made the basket or not. I was so proud of him for just being him and being who he was to me. Now, when he made the baskets, I was proud of him too, you know, but if he would have done nothing, um, I would have been proud of him. But I tell you, I tell you something. We look at our kids and just because who they are, we're proud of them. We're proud to show them off. Um, I was so proud of my daughter when she, when she went to the dance in a modest dress. Wink, wink. Um, I, I'm so proud that, you know, she doesn't feel the need or even, even push back on us to show off her body at all. She wants to be covered. I'm so proud of that. But you know what? Even if she didn't, I would say this is my daughter. This is my son, and I love them very, very much. It's amazing, guys, how we will do that with our own kids, but then when it comes to us, we don't feel so much that way. We feel like we have to work to earn the approval. And is God not our father who is looking down saying, listen, that Autumn Miles, that Dan, that Cassie, they're my kids. These are my kids who have chosen me uh, to have a relationship with me. I created them. They are good. They are my kids, and I am pleased with them. I love that perspective because I think that it takes the pressure off of us. That promise is all, all throughout Scripture. He, God does it very tangibly with Jesus right here. But Jesus, I just think it's so crazy that we're working and we're striving and we're striving just for someone to say, add a girl, add a boy, you're doing a good job. Wow, thank you so much. Wow, you're awesome. You're amazing. You're basically throwing us a party. Um, but God's already doing that. You already have his approval. He is well pleased. And Genesis and creation, I, and I know that this is for you. God looked at his creation and he said, this is good. This is good. He was so um, proud of his creation. He was proud of Adam. He was proud of Eve. 
He was proud of what he had created. Jesus, the God-man, the Father God knew that Jesus would need to know these two things. This is my son. I am his father. And I am pleased in him. The man of Jesus needed to know and needed to hear his father publicly honor him and tell him he was loved and supported. This is the beauty of the father-son relationship. And let me just say again, some of you strive to hear these two things from your earthly parents. Maybe maybe they passed on. My, um, my husband, both of his parents have passed on and he doesn't get the benefit of them looking at him and saying, you know, I'm proud of you. I'm so proud of you. So he, you know, wants that, of course, and misses that, of course. But rather than hearing that from a tangible father and mother, he has to go to God the Father to get all of his approval. We want so desperately those of us that even haven't uh, had uh, our parents pass away. Maybe they're living. They're just not a part of our lives. We want so desperately. What do we want? We want them to say, I am so incredibly proud of you. But when they fall short and when they don't give us the verbal affirmation um, that we that we desperately are longing for, uh, it doesn't stop there. We have a God that is saying right now, even though he, he said it through his word, I am am proud of you. You have my approval. We want it from our earthly parents so bad. And here we have a father God publicly making a statement about his son. And we know by adoption that we are the sons and daughters of God. I, I love that Jesus didn't need to perform. I think performance has become this idol that we worship in our society just to get a very short-lived piece of approval from someone. And I guess what I'm trying to say is um, I think we're striving for something that rather than striving and working so hard and being frustrated at the other person, we need to just stop and understand that there is a God who says the same thing to you. He will even go so far to make a spectacle like he did with Jesus. The heavens were open and he saw the spirit of God descending as a dove and lighting on him. And behold, a voice out of the heavens said, this is my beloved son and who I'm well pleased. And everyone saw it. It might not come in an audible voice, but what if it comes in a huge blessing? You might not get like a the, the heavens open and the dove thing, and that would be great. But listen, this was Jesus that he was talking about. But uh, what if it comes in like a financial windfall? And everyone's looking and everyone can see it. Keep in mind, Jesus would be baptized by John. John had a, a, he rolled deep. He had a whole bunch of followers that followed him. And, and here there is a, there, there is a crowd that has developed right at the banks of the Jordan. And, and they're all witnessing the blessing of God, the approval of God on this man's life. It might not come with the clouds opening, but what if it comes with a good marriage? What if it comes with a great job? What if it comes with that position that you've been praying for? What if it comes with God uh, uh, healing your body of a great disease? What if, I'm not saying that that's the only way that approval happens, but God will 
confirm and uh, affirm his love to us through things like that. And everybody watches. Everybody watches. And somehow we discount those miracles that God does in our life because we want that add a girl and add a boy from a human. When God is saying, listen, look at how I am blessing you. Look at how I am showing you that you are loved and that I am proud of you. Look at how I am blessing your faithfulness through X, Y, Z, this, that, and the other. And you want a small add a girl or add a boy from them? I'm trying to show you that you don't have to try so hard. Your approval comes from them. Jesus stood there and he was uh, vulnerable coming out of the water. Um, I just, I love this. I, he, I could go on several tangents, but for the sake of this show, I won't. He, he allowed himself, who was God, to be baptized by a human. So incredibly humbling. When he humbled himself, he didn't just humble himself when he came through Mary and, uh, uh, you know, was born in a stable. That was, he, he was continually humbling himself his entire ministry. And this was another way that he was humbled. Yes, he should. John the Baptist was right. He should have been baptizing John. He got it right. But Jesus allowed himself to be vulnerable. And after coming out of the water, he let himself be baptized by a man. And this is when God chose to say he loved him. Maybe today you are in that vulnerable state and no one seems to be showing you the love that you need. God is pleased. Stop striving. I want to just, um, I know that this is maybe simple. Maybe you've heard it. But I do believe that um, God is also a producer of our show. And it is a very, very real thing that things that we say on the show, we will hear the week in advance, uh, the week that the show actually airs. Someone will reach out to us and say, that was the exact thing that I needed at that exact moment to change my perspective. You have no idea what I was going through that exact moment. And I needed to tune in at 3.30 to get it. So I know that it's not just Dan, Cassie, me, and Amanda, and, and the rest of the team that help with the show. God also uh, is the supreme producer of the show. So I am trusting that when this show airs, it's going to meet you right where you are. And I want to pray for you. Lord, I pray for that person. Who is a worker bee? Who feels invisible? I hear the word invisible, Lord. I want to pray for that person that has been working so incredibly faithful, faithfully, maybe even for years, God. And no one seems to see and no one seems to notice. And it's like they can't do enough good. They have to outdo the good that they did to be noticed by someone that they're trying to please, and yet they're falling short. Lord, I pray, even as I speak, Lord, that you will comfort them, that you would speak directly to them and say, I see. I see what you've been doing. I see your faithfulness. 
I see your tenacity. I see your long suffering. They might not see it. But not only do I see, I am aware. And I am so proud of you. God, I, Spirit of God, I pray that you will speak to them the way I can't, the way my words fall short. I pray, God, that they would right now where they're at. I think of that mom. Lord, right now, you know how hard it is. Oh, raising little kids, Lord, that are so demanding. They're wonderful, Lord, but they're so physically demanding. And that mom is listening right now and she is saying, I just need a break. Well, I'm a thankless job. Spirit of God, I pray that you would tell her, I see, I'm so proud that you're my kid. God, I pray that you would affirm them even now. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your faithfulness to us. I thank you that you do see the God who sees me, just like Hagar said. I thank you that you're seeing every situation right now. And that you're speaking into it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys for listening. You can catch me right back here tomorrow on The Autumn Miles Show. The Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Mary Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.